This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast. I am certainly not doing this from an undisclosed location under duress while my drug dealing backer holds me hostage in order to recover the lost funds. That is not at all what's happening here. I'm not trying to recoup $123,000 via YouTube money or anything along those lines. Can you show proof of life? Just <laughs> blink if you need help. Help me. Joey Knuckles, man, he came out and he was like, no, enough. I'm pulling the plug. So congratulations to Nick Airball. You won the whole match. It's I over. You, I it's owe you a million dollars. You're going to have to come pry for my dull, dead cold hands, which uh, all things considered, the 15th contact in my phone book might actually be able to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> Lin G, she knows all too well. Um, oh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, of course, we are joined by the one and only Matt Hunt, as today Hunt, is again. a Strat Chat Monday. Uh, welcome back, sir. We've had a busy day to today. We have a very busy, busy day. week. Are, are you glad? I mean, we put in a solid 10-hour day today. I, I'm glad. I'm always glad to be here, but I, in particular, I would also be quite glad to not be here. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe. All, all of us, even Guapa. Guapa's, uh, he is an, uh, an academy attendee. That's right. This is true. What do you think so far, man? Listen. Uh, is it worth the 4K? Well, one, the camera's like <laughs> square on my chest right now, so you'll just have to hear my voice. Yeah, it's okay. It's definitely different from other courses I've taken yeah where it's more uh more brain power is needed mm-hmm. I've taken courses where it's just like do this and do this it'll work uh and not so much this is they why. weren't solving for why this is why mm. you should be doing x y and z well speaking of the academy and Matt Hunt we do still have a few seats available to the May 24th academy which is our MTT academy uh this is only the third time we've ran it there wasn't a lot of uh, interest fourth, fourth, fourth time, fourth time yeah, my yeah. apologies uh, there wasn't a lot of interest from my vantage point because tournament poker is not my forte but Matt is a guru and has decided to take, take the reins step up and give you guys the best content available so it'll be a four day academy each day will represent a different portion of the event where the final day will play out as final tables for all involved Matt is going to teach you all about ICM all about risk premiums and all the other fun stuff that you can learn through technology and solvers these days that uh, don't apply in games where you're playing a thousand big blinds deep. All, all the stuff about tournaments that you hate, like like having to fold, like some, <laughs> yeah. having to fold because Listen, uh, you need to ladder up. And Dan shit. Smith, pickleball Dan, professional pickleball player, uh, former poker player, gave tennis me, match taker, uh, tennis match taker, frying pan beater enthusiast <laughs> enthusiast uh he gave me some of the best tournament advice i've ever heard and exactly. that is the only way to lose a tournament is by folding okay i don't think that's actually true but it really it really resonated with me yeah yeah that, that's know? that's pretty accurate honestly i was like yeah you know what folding sucks man i don't want to lose maybe that's what i'll just tell people when they come here in yeah. may i'll just tell them just don't fold right well it's a weird thing because actually folding prints money in some spots well if you yeah. fold a hundred percent of hands I mean, you play the aces. Yeah. You think Zamani's out here folding? No. <laughs> Double eagle. Man is high as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is. I'm high. 
I feel oh, like I'm man. high right now after like many days of long days of of uh, tournament strategy and. This shows how long they've the been. Academy. We did not talk about tournaments at all. <laughs> this yeah. is a cash game strategy, but okay. Um, Brian's preoccupied cash by game. trying to figure out what they the pirate tournament score strategy is. And, uh, poker strategy. Tort tortoise is out to lunch. Listen, it's late, okay? Things are going to be not quite right. <sighs> We're popping, man. This is only friends after dark. That's right. All right. Tor uh, to give you guys a bit of an update, I thought that this was very worthy of sharing and uh, something that probably deserves a fair amount of praise uh, considering the... You know, the events, the outcry, and the messaging that was getting traded back and forth. Uh, the Irish Open has officially released a statement with regards to um, one of their patrons, Louise uh, Francoeur. I, I hope I got that right. Uh, I'm at least in the ballpark. Um, but this was the story that we spoke about, I believe, either on Thursday or Friday, where she had an altercation with a gentleman at the table who was kind of like, uh, you know, depending on which person you heard the story from had done something to gently tapping her on the leg to smacking her on the leg or something in between but in any event it resulted in uh him kind of having a bit of an altercation with her where he you know screamed some obscenities was threatened to get kicked out of the tournament they thought he was kicked out of the tournament eventually he was let back into the tournament <laughs> uh he was kind of overruled by uh jp mccain who is the uh, tournament director um so mr mccain put out a uh, statement and uh, effectively issued an apology to Louise. He said, the Irish Open does not condone violence, sexism, racism, or any other form of bad behavior. We strive for our events to be as inclusive and comfortable as possible for everyone taking part and wish for our players to only leave with great experiences and memories. The Irish Open are advocates of women in poker and have also worked tirelessly in the past to ensure our ladies championship event is treated as, as a premier event at the festival. Our staff are highly qualified with experience the world over. Their job is to try to ensure that players have the best possible experience. We hold ourselves to the highest of standards when it comes to running poker events, and we will use this incident to improve further. Personally, I've been involved in the poker industry for almost 20 years, and I've strived to improve the game we all love for both players and staff. After nearly two decades of putting players and staff interest at the forefront, it has saddened me deeply to see my integrity come into question. I truly care about our players and aim to be as fair as possible with the information I have at hand, uh, as does our floor staff. I did not know the player involved before this point, and I take mention, and I take any mention of abuse extremely seriously. I've subsequently extensively reviewed the matter in detail, and whilst the contact made by the player on Louise was not intended in any way to cause injury, but was made in an effort to expedite gameplay and to draw attention to the hand at play, the physical contact by the player was unwelcomed. I acknowledge I made the wrong decision at the time and the player should have been ejected. For this, I apologize undeservedly to Louise. There's never any reason for any kind of physical interaction between players, whether it be to signal towards a player or distract or abuse. Uh, the player's behavior is not something I condone in any way. My wish for all our events is that everyone leaves happy and I hope we can do this for Louise in the future. Um, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very um, comprehensive. Apology. Comprehensive is is one word. Uh, very templated apology, yeah. I would say. Uh, Professional and, apology. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not trying to slight it. Obviously, uh, just there were a lot of qualifying words prior to actually getting to the "I'm sorry." And I understand. You know, uh, JP took a lot of backlash from us as well. Where to to at least me from an outsider looking in, it seemed very very clear 
that this was a uh an easy decision an easy time to set a precedent um but in any event uh ultimately this did result in him apologizing which i do think is important um and louise also uh replied in thread let me see if i can find what she said um okay so here it is she says oh no it's, it's a thread no, that's sorry. not a thread it's up over here well it's that's one of one but there's four uh so she said thank you for this and thank you and paul for reaching out to me personally prior to this release this is all i wanted it takes a lot of courage to admit a mistake and implement change as a result uh it was never my intention to put in question the irish poker open great reputation and jp mccann's integrity i believe all of this will result in a better experience for all those who play the irish poker open in the future and hopefully other facilities and events will take note and learn best practices been a rough 72 hours, but I hope social media can put out the fire now. Stop the sensationalism, no cover up here, and just keep the conversation alive around improving the safe and fun poker experience for all. I think that's a really eloquent response. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, basically, she accepts the apology. She says that all she really wanted out of this was acknowledgement and the ability to better police these matters in the future. And I think, like, you know, this is one of those scenarios where it's just like, it's easy to set yourself up to create like a zero tolerance policy for physical interactions or if people tell someone else, you know, to shut the fuck up or, or fuck you or whatever. Uh, I don't remember his exact phrasing, but like it was aggressive enough that it's like, okay, well, warning is still going to make her feel pretty bad. Mm -hmm. um, good outcome though, as far as I can tell, all things yeah. considered. Yeah. Damage so. control, I think is what... That was what I was looking for. Yeah, Damn, I, th I think control. that casinos deserve credit in instances like this where they actually do go ahead and apologize because how many times have we seen something bad happen and then the casino is just like don't give it any yeah. airspace don't give it publicity ignore it pretend it didn't happen move on and it's refreshing to see an actual yeah we messed up we're sorry mm -hmm. even if it is a little boilerplate -y or a little bit like you know didn't get to the point of the apology right away like yeah. you said um it's it's really nice to just see them be like, yeah, we messed up. We're going to yeah, do better. For sure. Yeah, I think that that's that's very well said. Um, and you know, to that end, it puts these TDs in like a really really difficult spot because the vast majority of them are available to us via social. Mm -hmm. Guys like um, guys like Savage or uh, Paul. Um, you know, previously Tony Burns was was a TD for a while down in Florida. You know, we we know them all by name at all the venues they're all in some regard reachable via social media which means that they're also easily blasted via social media and at the end of the day their their companies aren't the ones like kind of standing in front of them shielding them from this and, criticism yeah caesar isn't, isn't taking a bullet for whoever's for jack or yeah, for yeah. Jack, yeah 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 so it's like it's really critical that they're able to both lead their team and still be able to uh handle themselves in the in the public eye in a way that is palatable i guess to all the consumers um another thing that is worth following up on uh guap i don't think i sent you the link but um maybe i can find it for you now uh the gg protest is now over george uh who we had on the podcast i believe last tuesday or wednesday maybe um you guys can go back and watch that episode. I actually think it was one of the better interviews that we've uh, had the pleasure of doing. Um, he came on and basically laid out the the framework for the protest that the high stake players were 
um, attempting to accomplish uh, via GG. And they were able to reach a settlement as of yesterday, I think. Um, a couple days ago. Yeah. What's what's his uh what's his Twitter? George what? YMB. YMB. Yeah. George underscore YMB. Yeah. 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 There we go. Okay, I got it. Um. So yeah, basically, uh, the net result was a ninety percent rollback of the increase to four plus handed uh rake, a decrease in the three handed and heads up. And then GG promises to consider a further trial of decrease three-handed and up. So basically, uh, the long and short of it is GG still hiked the rake ever so slightly in uh, four-handed and more. Um, but what the players got in return is to get rewarded for game starting, essentially, and reg battling. So largely, it sounds like their voices were heard when it comes to playing heads up and three-handed, which is largely going to be when they're game starting or just straight reg battling, they've gotten a massive rake decrease. So uh, it looks as though the um, the rake, as it stood for... Uh, okay, so we're looking at like nosebleeds. Um, yeah, it looks like two and three-handed. It's getting reduced uh, all the way from uh, $50 down to $35 uh, whenever they're playing shorthanded. And then for four plus, um, it looks like it's staying the same at the absolute top. So like the VIP games of like 501k, they're still going to be raking 100 bucks, which is uh, 0.1. Um, but they did get a pretty significant decrease at 200, 400 and below in spite of the fact that it's still higher of what it was previously. So there was a small rake hike basically when everything shook out where 200 400 went from 50 to 60 dollars uh instead of 50 to 100 uh 100 200 went from 40 to 48 instead of 40 to 80 50 100 went from 35 to 42 instead of 35 to 70 so basically instead of the rake doubling across the board uh it went up nominally uh looks like somewhere between 10 and 20 percent depending on the stakes that you're talking about and then they actually got a decrease uh whenever you're talking about shorthanded play so this is a huge huge win when we're talking about the community kind of banding together and Can uh, be done. yeah yeah like you know everybody kind of coming together and trying to help generate an ecosystem that's both beneficial for operator and consumer something we don't see i mean this might be the first successful boycott we've actually witnessed uh lead to a result i don't think it's even might be i think it's definitely the first mm -hmm. successful one i don't think i remember anything being anywhere close to this successful in the past i i recall something happening when stars uh clawed back supernova elite but that didn't like didn't they work, didn't change though, anything right, like right, it didn't yeah. work yeah and it also i don't even think it was like a uniform boycott right, right i right. think it was just some players said we should boycott and i'm boycotting but there wasn't there wasn't like an organized everybody's right. gonna boycott and maybe like the end result just ended up being like people who weren't winning without supernova elite just left <laughs> yeah right so it's like okay well they saw a little dip maybe in retention uh numbers or attrition levels but like at the end of the day, stars just rolled on. They're just a giant conglomerate, you know? Yeah, I think in George's thread, he said that Elki was their player rep that they talked to to kind of get most of the stuff done. So obviously, a big shout out to Elki, yeah. former player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was back in the S&E grind way back when. I'm sure he gets it. Oh, yeah. You don't remember Elki in, in the day? Well, back in the day? I, so sick, man. So sick. <laughs> 60 I just remember tabling. he fought Lex. Yeah. He fought Lex. I remember that. Yeah, but Elki was the one. Elki was like the original like 
45 tabler like oh was the guy he who, yeah he was yeah. like oh shit. one of the guys mm -hmm. they used to get him at like the ept and they would set up a bunch of screens and they would have him do like an exhibition of himself like 40 tabling <laughs> yeah so people could watch how insanely fast he was at just like doing everything <laughs> it was crazy yeah he was like a gamer when seems it seems like to... the perfect guy to talk to you to talk yeah, rob has Robert. got the footage of it right here That's of course i i wonder if we'll hear from uh dnegs and like fedor some of the other player reps now that now that it's kind of uh over and done with uh and it seems like a victory for both sides i'm curious if they'll be able to uh speak out a bit more about what's going on he was playing sit and goes back then or are you just playing yeah sit and yeah. goes like it said i don't know if you guys i'm gonna flex the fact that i can read french here that said uh <laughs> the record that he was trying to beat was 54 tables at once so this was our, like a world record attempt of most um most tables is it nanonoku who holds it it might have been i yeah, don't know i know he, he was, he was like, the other one who was legendary for playing yeah. way too many tables at way, once way too many tables <laughs> just at once. an insane number of tables it's yeah. kind of the idea is like maybe you're winning small but you're winning because of rake back after everything's said and done i mean back then you could probably just like carry a win rate oh yeah Elke was winning for sure yeah. like i sit and goes this is like 2008 or something like i'm sure he was also winning as well as being able to massively get rake back like just he was just probably printing something. Yeah, it's like, you know how like when the more tables you play, there's like diminishing returns? Yeah. At like at some level, that doesn't happen anymore. Like, does it matter if he plays like 30 or 40? Right. Like, is there any diminishing returns like, between playing 30 and playing 40? Yeah, tables? and also back in 2008, you could right. just like open really wide on every table all the time. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to care about ICM. You didn't have to care about like GTO ranges or whatever. Like nobody, like they didn't exist gto ranges didn't exist in 2008 no, or whatever you right. just had to open a lot of hands and just like jam vaguely wide and you probably print you know imagine that landon man i was like nine so <laughs> i know that's, that's I so know wild to me alive. back in the day man uh building like models and systems on how to beat online poker was the thing we had a friend remember chuck oh of course he like had this stable of guys they got accused of botting all the time yeah uh this is like way back in 2006 or 2007 and he would get this stable of guys to just like grind 200 nl and below which back then was very small he literally had a, a, a system he's like here's what you do he taught them how all how to do it they all played the exact same way just like a very simple formula and then paid them an hourly rate to go play and then like and then yeah, like he they literally thought it he kind was of botting. is botting. I mean in a I way mean, you're just paying human yeah. bots. So this is, right. <laughs> this is just chuck solver because they're yeah. human and they're still gonna not be able to like, you know, yeah, but like you fire them when they when they don't do what the script says. Yeah, well, like, you know. Like they were allowed but to But the bot will always do what the script says. That's true. That is <laughs> in true. In the days before AI, we just used to yeah. have humans be our AI. Right, right. you know. Right, exactly. It's just rats caught up in the in the wheel of cheese. I wonder how he ended up doing. Seemed like it was pretty did, profitable. I think he did well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know to the extent of it, but for a while, he definitely. I, did I well. remember like a few of the guys who were part of it, like would tell me the system, and I it just made me want to die. It was things like only betting one street with like right. top pair, top it was, kicker. Yeah, it was very tight. It was very just like make a very small amount of money. Like, yeah, they would like raise yeah. fold ace queen a hundred percent. Like if you got three bet, ace queen was just pure fold. I really want to know what Chuck Solver is. So I, I mean, just look back and what was winning in the day. Yeah. It, it, honestly, it's like pretty, it was probably like a lot of redlining and yeah. a lot of just like always folding it's to aggression. That's how, how I play right now. Right. It's tor <laughs> tortoise. Tortoise very, 2023. Very tortoise approved. Open yeah. ace queen you. fold to three yeah. bet. Yeah. Yeah, snap no, fold just to three listen, bet. Listen, get your money when you got the best of it, protect it when you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I take that to the grave. Protect it. <laughs>
<laughs> you and Mike McD, baby. Let's fucking roll. Uh, big announcement. They got Showman out of bed bright and early this yeah. morning. I guess, big uh, announcement. I guess Airball leaked it on his spaces yesterday, so they had to call old Nikki for like oh, the, yeah. the, the, the 7 a.m. You know, so, What's up, guys? The, oh. I'm in the yard. Just woke <laughs> up. Beautiful morning here in Vegas. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, I just got off the phone with the boy B. Hanks. He put together, alongside Maury, uh, Poker Go, shout out everybody there behind the scenes, but we put together a, a live high-stakes poker game on the 27th. It'll be live on YouTube and Poker Go free. Let me read this lineup for, for y'all. I'm not saying this is Farha and Daniel and <laughs> you know what I mean, but, but we got, here we go, Eric Person, Gotta have him nowadays. Tilly, I mean, Tilly's a legend. Rob Young, big shout out Rob. Bill Klein, love Bill. He's action too, you know what I mean? Here we go. Matt Berkey, I mean, this guy is just entrenched in controversy, left and right, beefing with everybody. Pull up a seat for Berkey, obviously. Nick Airball, <laughs> gotta have this guy, I mean... Nowadays, there's so many games and things have, have spawned. And I was thinking, like, what, what would be my dream kind of situation? Great players in the mix, action kind of players, or, you know, most likely to start a fight or get into a fight. For me personally, I can't help it. So welcome, sir. We got, we got Airball in there. And we have Doug Polk coming down beefing with Bert, you know, and maybe everybody gets along. Don't, I'm not trying to put fuel on the fire, but we got this going on. Berkey, Polk, and Airball person. And then Tilly, Klein, and Young just in the lion's den. 27th live. Uh, shout out Poker Go. Shout out everybody. Hope everybody is doing excellent. Have a great day. God bless. I mean, let's go. I love Let's good, go. I love a good Nick uh, yep. public no. service. I, leave, I love Nick Shulman. Leave like, me alone, man. Why has everybody got to be so you up got in Tilly my and shit? Klein in your corner, though, right? Poor Bill Klein. He's got to be. What, in your what, what did Bill Klein ever do to get involved in this shit storm? <laughs> He's gonna love life. This poor guy. No, Rob Young is gonna love life. Rob, Rob yeah. Young is the non-neutral neutral party. Right. He's but, the shit stirrer. Yeah. Like he will just give all of the rope imaginable know, to those Bill's three gonna just, goddamn hooligans. He's going to be there and he's going to enjoy the show. Yeah, you know why Rob is that way? It's because he's British. He's got that <laughs> sense of humor. I because I can guarantee yeah. you that it, there's there's a certain element of British people that just enjoys sitting back and just watching the chaos develop in <laughs> the, front of you and just stirring it up a little bit. Like he's got that same sense. The of thing humor. is with Rob and I is like we have a good. We have a good dynamic. We have good banter that we can exchange with one another. It's easy for me to be self-deprecating and like let him dunk on me. The problem in this scenario is that there won't be a single insult thrown that isn't directed towards me. So now it's like I lose the banter with Rob because I don't really have the ability to pile on to myself while I'm being piled on mm. by three people that, you know, Let's be clear, I'm not the biggest fans of, right? And well, aren't the biggest fans of me either. It's like you versus the Harlem Globetrotters where you're just the, you're just the hoop. 
<laughs> we don't even get to be another team. I'm just no, the hoop. You're just the hoop. They're just gonna start throwing alley oops, get the trampoline out, you know, start doing three sixties and shit, and you just gotta sit there and like you just take it. You know, the hoop doesn't yeah. get any say. I, I mean <laughs> Burke, I have no doubt that you'll be able to handle yourself in that. I, I look I'm, to fight them, man. I'm here to play poker, man. We're I mean, playing high stakes, no limit, hold them. Yeah. Where the, the sand you know, turns let, to gold. Let the cards speak for themselves. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it, that's how poker works nowadays. Yeah, for sure. Six <laughs> hours, we're going to play 100 hands. I mean, you know, just sure. How many breaks do you think you're going to take? At least 15. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm a little cotton mouth from, uh, from all the weed pen, you know? <laughs> Uh, I, it's it's going to be a show uh, for sure. It's going to be a show. There's more watch. announcements to come soon. Um, it's a whole week of high stakes poker, so uh, <laughs> be sure to tune into Poker Go. They're streaming it. None of the other ones are going to be live streamed. Wonder why they're doing that. You're the mm. bell of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the sick thing is, is that like uh, for all the wrong reasons, if I weren't in that lineup, it wouldn't be interesting, right? And none of it has to do. At all about poker. Nope. Like literally zero. Congratulations. This is what you wanted. This is not. <laughs> this is not. What are you what talking I about? You're getting good lineups. This is right. I am getting good lineups. Yeah, you're getting good lineups. I mean, it's just like before it's like you couldn't get a game, you know, because you were just like boring guy who won all the time. That's yeah, that's not true. Actually, that's actually not <laughs> no. the narrative that's being right. spread online. Right. But now uh, you're, you know, you're the you're the controversy guy. You're the guy that's going oh, yeah, toe to I'm toe. Oh, yeah, I'm so like, controversial, you bro. Are. I'm getting in fights at Bellagio. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, selling action to right. drug dealers. Right. And you literally didn't have to do anything to, do, to get this. You just had to be... You, you just, just had to exist. Like you've been, like, yeah. off Twitter for, like, a month right. almost. And this whole thing has just been mm-hmm. going on without you even barely exactly. contributing to it. It's All big. you need to do is start a podcast. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Get, uh, the, the microphones are for sure... Yeah a big reason why this is what do you mean dude this is the podcast that nobody watches that also is true nobody does watch this and for that reason i'm gonna talk shit on eric person now <laughs> <laughs> can't wait for it to get clipped out because no can one watches someone remind this guy how fucking cringe his social media is jesus christ man he's out here in cut off under armor tank tops going hey Mitt berkey i got something for you <laughs> He sounds like Jungle Man attempting to do a Macho Man Randy Savage impersonation of Eric Person. It's like, what, what is going on here? And, you know, if we're going to get into... Yeah, go ahead. Roll the clip. Like, let, let's, let's, let's talk about this bounty he's putting out there. Let's dissect it. Hey, Doug and Airball, why don't we put aside 25000 for whoever stacks hey, Doug and Airball. First? And then I was thinking... Hey, Berkey, why don't you get in on this bet, too? Because I've seen you play, and you often stack yourself. And the difference between this and most of the bets you make, you might actually win this one. What do you guys think? I think it's collusion. Well, you were thinking, were you? Did you forget to think about the part how that's just collusion? (laughs) It seems like you might have overlooked that aspect. Mm -hmm. I mean... I often stack myself. What are we talking about? You played a $2 million pot where you were screaming for a queen or a nine, and that didn't help you, sir. <laughs> Bro was straight drawing dead. Drawing stone fucking dead for big seven yeah. figures. Like, you put in 500,000 versus Andy Stacks with the Jack 4 off on 10 9 deuce. You put in somewhere with Jack yeah. 4 off versus Hicks, too, you know? Yeah, Takes well, one I, no one. <laughs> at least there was a bounty in my game. He just did it. <laughs> he overcooked. He overcooked. overcooked. Bro, overcooked. I had outs. 
How can we get there? That is a well done steak, sir. Christ <laughs> almighty, what is going on here, man? Is that a Hitman shirt? I, I will. Yeah, I was just going to say. Respect the I, Hitman I, shirt. I, I think mm -hmm. you I think you mentioned the Bret Hart and Randy Savage. Bret Hart was my fucking guy, man. I'm pretty respect sure that's, a, the Hitman that's shirt. a Hitman Hart uh, hoodie. I loved Bret Hart growing up, man. Everybody the sharpshooter. The, 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 I wanted to be the little kid that he put the glasses on so badly. Everybody did. Yeah, man. What a gangster. <laughs> you and everyone else. Yeah. Honestly, though, like, I, I really don't know what's going on. Like, he writes, I smell a side bet. How is it a side bet to put a 25K or actually what equates to being, I guess, a 50 or 75K, depending on how many people are involved, bounty on my head, where effectively now I'm forced to alter my strategy according to people putting what equates to a hundred and no, I guess like 60 big blinds uh, per person on my head. Like I don't, right. I don't know how to deal with this. You, you don't get to bluff rivers anymore all in right. because now no one has ever any incentive to ever fold a bluff catcher to you. Right. So <laughs> I guess I benefit from the fact that they're trying to stack me. Well, you, you just, but I you're lose forced to only play value. Right. But I lose in the set. So now what you're going to get out of me, you heard it here first. I'm playing Nitty on the 27th. I have no choice. I'm now in a lineup where half of it is just gifted 120 big blinds worth of bounty money into the middle. So I won't be bluffing on the 27th. You heard it here first. Uh, when I jam, I goddamn have it. Period. What you should do is do the thing that they do in tournaments where they leave one big blind behind. So just sure. every, every time you jam the river, just leave one them. big blind behind yes, so they're not amazing. stacking you yeah. and they don't get the bounty. The, the problem yeah. is I actually might have some tough decisions if they jam. Yeah, that actually is true. <laughs> oh, I'm getting 100 to 1. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, whatever, I don't care. I'll adjust. I just think it's kind of hilarious that, uh, that things are trending this way. Uh, I also just think it's like such a desperate reach to be relevant in a situation where like people are talking about things that aren't you. Yeah, it's weird to kind of insert yourself in this way. Uh, well, this is, is it? We've seen it from so many people. It's person, it's Lynn, it's Bala, it's fucking, uh, you know, whoever else is lining up to get the next heads up. Mike Brady somehow getting a heads up match versus airball down the line. Uh, you know, like... Who the fuck is Mike Brady? I <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. That's all you didn't have to say. Yeah, it's like seriously, I don't know I don't who know. that is. Uh, he, my, he works for Upswing, but like, <laughs> he's the funny thing is, is he was criticizing me in the tweet. Airball got offended by it because he thought he was getting criticized, and now Mike Brady has a heads-up match versus a potential gigawell. We're yeah, not sure. I mean, he's using the Doug strategy of just talk shit and hope someone gets mad, and then they get a heads-up match. Oh my God, Chauncey finally hey, came Chauncey. out of the woodwork. It's about time. Yes. We're cat oh, Chauncey, Chauncey wants to be on the podcast. You're scaring he him. He loves the Holy podcast. Holy shit, it's a cat. Uh, we're cat-sitting for Marley until Chauncey can make it over to Britain. Mm-hmm. Aw. Might end up just... There's the kitty. Might end up just, like, catnapping him. You know, never giving him back. Where do you think, uh, where do you think he hides guy. during the academy? He He's in the rafters. For yeah. sure. You guys can't see the ceiling, but uh, yeah, he's definitely but think, the Bert, All this controversy, all just because you wanted um, you know, stream houses to just have a little security. Yeah. A little better security. Bro. That's all you wanted. This is funny. And now here we are. This is funny. I'm not going to make any friends with this one either, but like, this is hilarious to me. So I've never met Blank Check Ben before in my life, right? Never spoken to the guy, never played with him. No idea who he is from Adam. Uh, no problems with him. Seems like a nice enough guy. Comes in the room last night 
while uh, I'm playing Airball. And for like 30 minutes or so, Airball just has like an audience. And uh, <laughs> Blank Check is like in the corner. And anytime Airball drags a pot, he's like a Little League dad. Going, that's right, baby. That's artistry right there. That's my boy. That's what we do. Good job, Nick. You're the best. Oh best I've ever seen. God. And then he's sitting there like in between hands, like going, I can't believe he was up 400K once and isn't any longer. Can you believe that? Like he's asking anybody who will listen. Uh, Darkest was in the room. He's like, Marcus, could you imagine being up $400,000 and then not being up $400,000 anymore? I know if I were up $400,000, I would still be up $400,000. It's like, yeah, that's how heads up poker works. There's definitely no swings of any sort. Can you imagine being up four buy-ins and then not being up four buy-ins? Oh my God. No, the variance on that is just like, completely ridiculous well the issue is you have to play poker to get up 400 in the first place yeah you yeah it's so like he's probably not a guy that ever gets up 400k anyways so it's a weird thing to say i, I mean if i was up 400,000, well it's never gonna happen so that probably really put you on tilt i was you so, so mad yeah you probably were just oh got you mad. probably got you all <laughs> off your game and you're scaring chauncey bro sorry chauncey yep. uh, uh yeah no, run away. i was <laughs> I, <laughs> you could feel how mad you were i was uh <laughs> Honestly, the, the most difficult part of it was that Nick was playing slower because he was talking, and Nick already plays incredibly slow. So it was just like, the only thing that I was even remotely frustrated by is that now he has an audience to play to, which is drastically slowing down the gameplay. I thought we had people not be allowed in the room type stuff. I mean, it is, but like, nobody was... I knew it wasn't going to be for a long period of time, and uh, I don't mind if people come in like here and there to to sweat the action like joey was in there he had his videographer for a minute uh darkest came in for like 20 minutes had a drink yeah i saw that i, I don't care about that stuff like no, i'm gonna say something right now that's a big ass cat it's a big <laughs> cat <laughs> hi chance that is, it's like uh, it's like a mini man. it's like a mini tiger he loves the camera time man <laughs> Oh yeah, look he at just him. loves it. He's gonna be sprawled out on my keyboard in minutes for sure. Man. Oh, he's, I remember, he's I a remember, shoulder cat. Yeah. Awesome. I remember oh, when I first uh, I first came here and lived at the house. He would wake me up at seven a.m. every day and just drool on me. <laughs> oh yeah, he loves the drool. Yeah, he's, he's gone now. That's what my cats are like. You got the zoomies. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I guess carrying into the airball match, uh, we have some updates to bring you from yesterday. A few hands to discuss. Uh, want to basically talk about a few hands that went to showdown i think that those are the ones that are probably most interesting uh because a i can reveal my whole cards which is nice uh and b there some of them have already been tweeted out with misinformation so i think it's important to uh kind of get it right even in the ones where i played poorly uh it's still worthy of getting the details correct i think um before we do that though Gotta give a nod to my man, Seriously Serious, uh, as, as much as he's been directly correlated to uh, the Polk and I's feud, uh, we'll give credit where credit is due, and he just did a banger. He's an agent of chaos. He did a banger rounders mashup that I assumed used some sort of AI because the voice Add is to. just ridiculously perfect. This guy, Nick Airball, is a real pinhead. The game is heads up, no limit, hold him. $100,000 minimum buy-in. But he takes so many fucking bathroom breaks, we can barely play 10 hands an hour. And I don't have that kind of time. But I just flopped a straight flush. So all I have to do is give him enough rope to hang himself. 
Now I'm going to act like I'm pondering a call, when all I'm really thinking about is Vegas and the fucking valleys. Alright, you're 15, plus I have another 30. 33 to raise you. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna go all in because I don't think you've got the royal. <laughs> I already know before he slow rolls me. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. That's <laughs> fucking amazing. It's so good. It really is. It really is remarkable. Like uh, the, the airball laugh was great too. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's not superimposed. No, it, I know. He's obviously really just is. Like, yeah, pulling yeah. that. But, like, right. the fact that he was able to to somehow get the... I assume the AI is just getting that good. Yeah. Right? It's like, scary. You could just, like... You're not going to know what's real and what's not. Yeah, the deep fakes are nice. Yeah, there's a, lot yeah. Of, there's a lot of stuff out there. I imagine it's probably... It could be like a pre-existing thing where someone has like an AI Matt Damon voice because it's yeah. specifically Matt Damon. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's like a lot of famous voices out there. There's like the whole. YouTube I know the Obama deepfakes are like. Yeah. So, there's like the, so many. There's the mm -hmm. there's a series on YouTube called Game of Presidents, and it's uh, like I've watched. Yeah. yeah it's Obama, amazing. Trump, and, and Biden, and Biden. And they're, they're, they're playing all, gaming. Yeah, they're gaming. They're, it's they're all arguing about video games and like what's it's hilarious. Like this one where they're like talking about what their favorite Zelda game is and mm -hmm. shit like that, and it it sounds exactly like them. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, it, it is kind of scary because it's like, you know, once it gets so good and then all of a sudden, like, you see world leaders, like, uh, like a, a video leaked of oh, a yeah. world leader saying, I'm declaring war on this country or mm -hmm. so and so. We're and like, like two years real? away from some really, like, confusing bad shit happening mm -hmm. because of this. Yeah, right. For yeah. Sure. All right. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the match. So you fucking uh, lost, dude. What the hell? Yeah. I lost these hands. Are we talking about listen. Uh, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> I lost, and if you look at the way their camp is approaching it, you would think that the match it's is over. definitely over. It's done, man. Um, we're down. Team Airball, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I actually low-key really like Brown Bala. Team Airball. I, I, I legitimately like low-key like him as a person, but man, he is such a fucking jockstrap. He is like the biggest dick rider of all time for his boy Airball. It's so, so crazy to me. Yeah, you're a bigger man than me because immediately, as soon as someone's willing to associate themselves with Airball on a regular basis, I'm just like, I hate this guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. I'm sure that to his inner circle, he's a good guy and that's that's fine. I, I'm not going to judge anybody off of that. The best was the podium meme. Oh, yeah. The, I don't uh, know if Rob Coon has that. Oh, Rob Coon put it out. It was so hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. Bro, the internet is undefeated <laughs> yes. when it comes to this shit. Honestly, no one cares mm -hmm. about this match at all. Literally, nobody cares what the results are going to be. No one cares about these hands. I mean, some people care about these hands, so we're going to give you the hands because the hands keep you around. Right. But at the end of the day, it's all, all, about the memes. all they care about is just fucking dunking on these two idiots that are just out here a couple times a week faking sick so that they can create training from oh, Art yes, Papazio. Look how great this is. It's oh, so good. Rob, you've outdone yourself. He really did outdo, outdo yeah. himself in this one. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I'm really glad you and Rob Kuhn are friends now because he's funny as hell. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I, uh, I really enjoyed having when he was on the podcast. I listened to that episode. He's uh, he's done a great job with this meme. He dude, did a short. dude, the Ishan third column is so good, man. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did a short on randomizing that was really good on YouTube as well. Yeah, I actually really enjoy uh, talking to Rob now that we've kind of buried the hatchet a little bit. And honestly, like uh, it's been nice too because I think.
<laughs> for as dumb as uh, this grudge match with Airball has been, based off the fact that, like, literally somehow, somewhere along the lines, he just took offense to me saying that Hustler should do a better job with their stream security. You know, admit, uh, 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 like, during a time where they're under the biggest cheating investigation since Stones, maybe even since UB. All things considered, like bigger than Stones. There was yeah, an LA Times article, right? Like the Stones thing was relatively small. All things considered, it's poker like, big. We just pretty quickly did not or, or decided that uh, Apostle had cheated, and then Stones went quiet. Apostle disappeared, and JFK like fled the country. So it was like, what were we left with other than JFK? Well, uh, his last name is Caritas. His first name is something. oh, uh, he literally went by JFK. I didn't know what you meant. I forgot. Justin is it Justin? The guy from Justin Critus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't remember why they called JFK. JFK. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but yeah, like, you know, all things considered, it's like, okay, so you play on this stream. I understand you got to, you got to suck a little pipe of the guys up top to make sure that you always have a seat. So you're going to take offense to anybody who kind of speaks out against them. And I'm the only idiot out here who doesn't care about getting seats on this show. So mm -hmm. like, I'm the one doing the dirty work. Fine. I get it. But like all things considered, this is a really silly reason for us. I loathe this guy. Like, I loathe airball. I, there's under no circumstance in any world where we ever be in a room together as acquaintances. Right. And you had no opinion of him prior to this. No. No. I, I mean, like, I did a little bit. Like, when he was a drunk asshole to Ling Ling, yeah. I thought, like, right. okay, this guy sucks pretty well, I, hard. I, for, I, could, I forgot about How could I forget about that? Yeah. And, Time moves right, fast. Was, yeah. And I never once believed that he was an investment banker. So, like, just as a guy who's been in high stakes for a long time, <laughs> who's heard a lot of like young people lie about how they got into the game, how good they are at the game, where they got their money, yada, yada, yada. Like, I don't take offense to it, but like my radar is up. My antennas are up where it's just like, okay, this guy's full of shit for sure. Chauncey's mad right now. Chauncey wants to get out of him. Chauncey yeah. gets it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I had an opinion of him, but like it was, it was relegated to what, what does he mean to the game and how good or bad or indifferent is it in general with regards to you know uh getting action right um now as it stands i just think he's like generally a trash human and i think the people that you know surround themselves with him uh are probably either getting duped or uh you know a little bit questionable themselves not doing themselves many favors yeah definitely not doing yourself any favors uh, all, all that to say that the reason coon and i hated each other to begin with uh rob coon to be specific was even dumber. Just in case people thought it was Jason. Just yeah. You and Jason yeah, yeah. have this secret beef that no one knows about. No, Jason, I love Suddenly, Jason. one of the world's best players is going to get wrapped up in this airball mm -hmm. thing Trust somehow. Me. There's no one on earth I would want to have a beef with less than Jason Coon. Now you, now you have to play uh, Jason Coon heads up for he's, millions of dollars. He's very, very good. He'd win in a fist fight, and I genu genuinely like him as a human being. Yeah, I mean, um, who doesn't like him? Right. You know? But with, uh, with Guru... We get into a fight for the dumbest reason of all time. It's the pandemic. We're all <laughs> fucking trapped inside. Everybody's mad. Everybody's mad. We're forced to play on WSOP every single day. I haven't played online in 10 years. And somehow, like, I'm just streaming my, or, yeah, I'm just, like, streaming my stream of consciousness. And I play a hand against him, which, you know, <laughs> in hindsight, like, obviously, I didn't play it perfectly. I knew I didn't play it perfectly, but I was going to justify why I did what I did. And, you know, he didn't play his hand perfectly either, but he was going to justify why he did what he did. But the big thing was that triggered the whole thing is I didn't. Oh, I'm talking here, man. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. Like, he wasn't a reg to me. 
So I just didn't. He wasn't in my mm -hmm. database of players. Right. Uh, I hadn't played. All, come on, John. <laughs> Christ, man. He wants you to stop talking now. Uh, and I had just like said something. I think I said something on my stream like uh, this guy is a wreck or or something along those lines. And the way he played the hand, I was just like, wow, like you know something like that. And man, did he get offended? And you know what? Like I kind of get it, right? You forget. <clears throat> You forget, or I forget anyway, that when you have a microphone and people listening, that inherently comes with a level of, I don't want to say power, but let's say influence, mm -hmm. that a person without that same microphone and people right. listening exactly. lacks, yeah, yeah. right? So it's like the same <laughs> way that I get offended if Doug or, you know, the guys at BBZ go on a stream and they just say like, you know, Berkey's fucking trash, Berkey's shit. It's like... Okay, like, you know, I have thick enough skin where ultimately I don't really care. But at the same time, like, when enough people start to do it and it gets down to the level of airball where it's just like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. At some point, like, you're just like, okay, enough's enough. And shit's about to throw it out. With, like, <laughs> with, with Guru and I, it's like, I think the timing of it being during the pandemic, online, like, popping... Him wanting to like launch a training site at the same time. All these things like kind of align. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly I find myself in a shouting match on Twitter with this guy that <laughs> again, as of yesterday, I had no idea he existed in this universe. And then the final irony of it all is at the time Melissa's dating him and is just <laughs> coming at me fucking hard. Like maybe harder than Rob. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Life comes at you fast. Now here we are. She's my roommate. Yep. Rob and I are friends. So you didn't even know who Melissa was at the time. No clue. That's this so is funny. like a season of a show, you know? You have like the season finale. Things just kind of happen the way they do. And now uh, you're just, your boys, there's a new enemy to face. Three seasons later, the two characters are friends. Yeah, now. Exactly. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I hate to admit it because I truly don't want this for me. But at some point, you do just have to kind of lean in. The script writes itself. <laughs> it really does. I mean, we could drag 10, 12 seasons out of this. Who's next? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, the airball thing's going to pass. Who, a person's already getting himself in line. Right, exactly. You know? Who's behind him? Blank check Ben. Yeah, Step right, on up. Yeah, you right. know? It's just turning into <laughs> you playing people heads up. Lynn's mm -hmm. out there playing the ex-girlfriend arc. Like, yep. she throws a little wrench in there. Well, mm -hmm. Okay, let's fucking go. You, you, know? Know, what, you know what would really, uh, you know, throw a wrench in the mix here? Is if, if I got just, good at heads up? Yeah. <laughs> but also, just go, out and win, just go out and win a bracelet. Just go out and win mm. two bracelets. Go out and final table the main this summer. No, that would just bring a whole different collective of people coming at me. That's what I mean. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like then, I, then I'm gonna have to like start playing high rollers. Like now, I just get to play Giga Whales heads up. I it's saw, fun for us though. Oh yeah, this is a lot more fun for you. <laughs> I saw something really funny where like when this stuff kind of happens and you make a joke out of it, you just look at yourself in the mirror and say. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if only we were cashing checks. Like, that's the big difference here, I think, between Hollywood and the bullshit nonsense that we're doing. I mean, I guess, like, Nikki could speak to it a little bit better when she was saying, like, how common uh, this type of stuff is just in the YouTube world to begin with. I get it. I fucking get it, man. Like, 900 people are watching right now. I was right literally now. about to say, we got, like, 900 people watching. It's, you know, midnight on the East Coast. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I mean, late Twitter night, spaces are popping off button, on a random you know? Tuesday. Yeah, Hit that you know? like button, please. Yeah, smash like button, that like. If you're not subscribed, make sure you do. If you want to leave a comment in the chat, make sure that you're, you're subscribed. Otherwise, you don't have the option to. Uh, also, while we're at it, big shout out to my man, Caustic Pixel. Uh, he said, it's interesting that 
This beef seemed to flare up right about the time that Robbie returned to poker, with Garrett reportedly about to return shortly, thus taking all the focus and questions away from HGL. Crush airbag. Yeah, look, man, like... Airbag. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, uh, calling a spade a spade, for what it's worth, like, I've really tried to be uh, less inflammatory because, you know, outside of who's operating it, I actually think HGL has done a decent job of making some corrections now yeah you know i still think that there are things that like i would nitpick over card control god mode you know things that would make me feel a hell of a lot safer as a player but i'm not playing the stream so who the fuck cares what i think it doesn't really matter you guys go out there do your thing this is still the biggest show on earth right now like good for them you know congratulations to hcl yeah, don't killing it don't care kill it do your thing like let it run its course if you can keep up this level of velocity then like you're going to be the biggest thing in poker god bless right um, if not, competitors will come in. We'll see, you know, people who do prioritize things that players care about, and like maybe that changes things. Who knows? Doesn't matter. But what uh, what I do find to be a bit hilarious is that the framework by which the the like carrot on the string works from the the hustler side of things is this man say mean things so. We have very valuable seats that we will hold at ransom if you say mean things about this man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's almost like that's the way that this is kind of turned into this, uh, you know, team versus team, region versus region, however you want to look at it, like whatever sport analogy you want to make, where it's like you're either them or us. And at some point, the community is going to get sick of it, but not yet. Nope. Not yet. Maybe not, dude. People love drama. People do love drama. Uh, people definitely do love drama and I may grow to love heads up. I don't know. Right. I mean, I played a seven and a half hour session yesterday where I did not win a meaningful pot and I left with a huge smile on my face. <laughs> I mean, until so did they, yeah, so did they, I mean, yeah. they were cheersing and, and, you know, popping champagne, getting some Dom flowing. But, uh, until Joey knuckles called me and said he was pulling the plug, <laughs> I was just having a great time. Um, but yeah, like uh, I have, a, I have, a, I have a sickness inside me, man. You know, like I know what it's like to play all the hands. I know what it's like to swing tens of buy-ins in either direction, and I'm fucking here for it. Is it uh having that dog in you? I, I don't know <laughs> what it is. I just know that I'm here for it. I know that I can go play hundred to hundred at Bellagio, get stuck a hundred thousand, and get even. And that's not an easy thing to do. That's a lot of fucking big blinds swinging in either direction. Happened three times over the last week and a half. Two weeks. Two and a half weeks. Whatever. It's going to keep happening again yeah. and again. It's going to keep happening. Some days you just win 300K playing 100-100. Like, that ain't Jeez. normal. Man, the first, but that's what I'm here to do, man. The first man. three sessions were so wonderful from the sense of, oh, get an update, plus 100, break, plus 150, break, yeah. plus 400. We're like, oh my God, this could just end now. And then it's just <laughs> plus 135. Even. <laughs> yeah. Plus 300. Even <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit God. about let's talk a little bit about that because um, we won't see we won't see the first weekend replicated again. That that unfortunately that's that's, that's unfortunately gone, and you know that's why you heard me being so vocal over the last ten days to demand playtime. I ultimately lost arbitration. Uh, Phil ruled in favor of airball as far as like making the time up or whatever, um, and you know largely I understand. Uh, it, it all mostly makes sense. His punishment mostly came from restricting him on breaks 
and that's the way we're going to operate moving forward but uh the ev that was available that first weekend was astronomical and it didn't really require too much knowledge of heads up poker from my behalf the mistakes that were being made were very large and came with over investing in pots in a way that only a ring player translating into heads up can really do right just a lot of 200 300 400 500k pots we must have played a dozen pots over two hundred thousand dollars it's a lot of big blinds playing 200 400 with an ante right like we're talking about 500 plus big blind pots routinely to play a dozen of them over three sessions totaling 20 hours means that we're playing a 500 big blind pot or larger basically every hour and 15 minutes <laughs> that's a lot of variance yeah. like if you put that in a variance calculator we're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of a standard deviation of like 400 you don't even factor in all the breaks right right might even be higher right um so you know that's gone now the biggest <laughs> pot we played yesterday was 140,000, and uh it felt astronomically large money just was not going in the same way that it was prior to that long extended break he's gotten significantly better at the little things all of the ways that were just like gifting me ev in the past range betting every single board for example gone those edges are gone and they were always going to disappear it was just a matter of how quickly right and my whole issue with it was that they disappeared after 20 hours instead of after 40 hours which had we been forced to play last weekend i imagine a lot of those a lot of those uh obvious mistakes would have still been present yeah it's easy to just kind of do a glean over and just say hey start checking more don't range bet this uh do bet a little bit with these ranges instead and you'll be all right the, right. Lo the low hanging fruit like the low hanging fruit can be tackled in one hour of coaching like just yep. telling him not to do x y and z immediately his ev just like increases it, yeah. it is remarkable how how much better he got like while being in bed sick for a week yeah wow. <laughs> pretty impressive that's very that's very impressive shout know? out to uh, i mean how could he not he used promo code sick day signed up for salt for ytv that's right and just grinded our entire back catalog mm -hmm. of poker training you know what he's doing right now Grinding Salt for YTV. Yeah, watching the first he's episode watching, of Poker Out Loud. Watching the first episode of Poker yeah. Out Loud 9. You too. Exactly what he's doing. You too could get on Nick Airball's level by heading to saltforwide.io using code SICKDAY for one month of free training plus a two week free trial. Uh, we did ha uh, release season nine of Poker Out Loud came out today. So episode one, season nine. The champ is in it. The champ is in there. Espen Jorsted. You want to get inside the champ's mind. How he plays. He's also joined by Ewan McNicholas, a uh, new coach on our roster, as well as myself, Landon Hunt. Were you out there for that one? I was out there. I think oh, you yeah. were out there. I cod racked yeah. this season. It's, yeah. it's yeah. the one season I'm going to actually enjoy watching because I had some good hands this time. You love to see it. Hunt in the mix, baby. Yeah. Doing all the things. So yeah, uh, if you guys want to check out the new Poker Out Loud, if you want to brush up on Jamin your... on later this season. That's right. You want to brush up on your heads up for rolls. Uh, we don't have that content up there yet, but I, I actually do plan to release something on how I prep for this match, for better or for worse. We'll see Let's how it works. Let's do a heads up, up hooker out loud sometime. Ooh. 
Well, oh, I kind of dig that. Oh, I like that. I kind of like that. <clears throat> um, but anyway, yeah. So Nick is notably better. He's not a giga whale anymore. He's just what's what's one level below that. Yeah, he might just a whale. Just a mega whale. He might just be ultra whale. Right. He may just be. He might be a killer whale. He might be an orca at this point. Uh, you know, can cause a little bit of damage. Orcas don't fuck around, dude. They don't fuck around. They hunt in packs, though, which would explain why he has his (laughs) emotional support human with him at all times, or his five separate Uh, emotional support humans. Yeah, a lot of emotional support humans out there in the mix. Um, okay, so yeah, like. Technically, he's gotten a lot better. I expected that, obviously. Um, you know, I've spent some time trying to get better myself. Heads up is uh, not intuitive, is the best way that I can explain it. You know, it takes a lot of work. You got to be out there on the grind. So, you know, God bless him. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that he's been able to minimize his losses. But another thing that became glaringly obvious yesterday, based off of the final two hours of play, is that he has no interest in his win rate. So all of the training that he's doing, it's abundantly clear to me. It's to win all of the side money. So all of you assholes out there that bet on me at 1.6 when I explicitly told you not to, you've now given Nick Airball enough incentive in side bets to not actually play heads up, no limit, hold them cash format. Instead, the artiste as he calls himself, will be sitting giga deep and overfolding every single street of the game tree in order to ensure that he locks up a $1 profit when it's all said and done because he very likely has high six figures or low seven figures bet on the side. You know what's funny? I'm, I'm obviously rooting for you to win all the money, but the second best outcome is you win by like $300. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, One it, big blind. If we go into like the, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. If we go into the final few hours, and I'm up like very very small, like 10k or something like that. Uh, actually, this, this is the most this is the most spiteful thing a human being could do. So, Deviousness ensues. So we get charged two hundred dollars per five minutes of breaks that we take. That don't count. You charge yourself all the way down to like <laughs> plus two hundred dollars. Plus two hundred dollars, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you just quit. I'll literally just pay the people I sold to like the hundreds of dollars that I'll owe them. Right? Like if I'm up ten K with an hour to go, it'll cost me I think uh I think it's six K ish to take an hour off. So sixty minutes divided by five is uh what, twelve? Uh times two hundred dollars. So it's twenty four hundred dollars to take an hour off, right? So four hours to go, I'm up ten K. I'll pay out the 10k to my to the people who bought from me. Well, couldn't he just do that too? He's losing. No, I'm saying if he's up small, he's but then yeah, he course. ends up like that's just you guys are just gonna have to accept that. I mean, uh, I never intended on this to even be an aspect of the game because I don't have any fucking side bets. That's right, exactly. It's a different. Right? It's difference between yeah, exactly. But now he's just openly admitted that he has piles of side bets. So like, yeah, maybe we can arbitrate. With, with Phil if he feels the need to. There's probably something along those lines, right? Because if he just has infinite and doesn't want to play the last session and will pay whatever it is to not play it. Yeah. It's like, well, those hours still count. If yeah. you say I'm going to show up and then take an extended I mean, break. It's, 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 not, it's not like it's cheap. No, but at the 2, same time. 2500 bucks an hour. Yeah. At the same time, if it locks up, call it 500K. Well, that is kind of the problem that... Uh, 
you know, should be discussed with Phil. Mm -hmm. If he's up like, so uh, he's up like what, 90K right now. Uh, so for every 10 hours, it would cost him 25K, right? So if we get down to the final 30 hours and he's up 80K, he can just buy me out. Yeah. I know you, I know like you, you said you might do, but I, I don't think in reality you would actually do. No, of course like, not because he'd would... be punting hard to try to get up. Right. But I would almost right. have to do it. Yeah. In some regards, I would almost have to do it because if one pot swings in his favor, he'll then do it. Yeah, but if he does it, he just looks like a coward. Like he well, just he's a little bitch. <laughs> we know he's a little right. fucking bitch. I know, but then it's just like, you know, I'm going to be Berkey. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to buy out. Bro, that, that ship is to, sailed. He right. fucking faked sick so he can study for two weeks. Yeah, I know. He doesn't give at this point. Like Nick Airball is the laughing stock of the public poker sphere. He is the biggest loudmouth bitch that poker has ever seen. And that's saying a lot, man. We can go back through history and point out all the loud mouths. I mean, it's after midnight on the East Coast. You say whatever the hell you want. I'm here, man. Let's <laughs> poker after dark. Let's fucking go. This guy is the fucking worst. All he's trying to do is find a way to be a bad poker player and scam himself into a little bit more cash, right? But don't you guys worry. I'm going to do my goddamnedest out here to make sure that we win some fucking money. Right. So we're going to be out here studying every single day. We're going to make it hard on him. He's only up $83,000 or $91,000, some bullshit like that. <laughs> Chauncey knows. Chauncey's ready to fucking go, Chauncey's baby. Knocking that, shit is, over. that is like grade A classic cat behavior <laughs> right, right exactly. there. Knock something over and just fall. Run away. So when it's all said and done, we're going to take care of these two binds that were down. And we're going to make sure that uh, it either swings heavy in my direction or heavy in Less his. Less than a buy-in, right? I mean, less than a buy-in, but not less than 100 blinds. It's 200 100 big blinds. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. All right, let's get to a few of these hands. Uh, these hands? There are three hands that I want to go over um, that I think are pretty good ones. Let's start first and foremost with uh, a hand that I made a pretty big mistake on. Is this the Jack-6? Yeah. Um, and I want to pull it up because I'm not sure how much I was losing playing the hand this way but i'm certainly losing uh so this one's also an important one for us to discuss because ishan reported the board texture wrong i'm sure that nick just doesn't care what the third card is on the board yeah, because, i mean flops don't matter right well I mean, he just had a gut shot and he turned the nuts so like to it, him it's just 500 big blinds deep heads up no limit hold them flops don't matter yeah, flops are overrated bro what's the difference between 1075 and 1073 you, you know, would have man. folded Jack six. I would have definitely that. folded Jack six on ten seven three. That's that's the big difference. Um, so this is a single race pot. Uh, we were like, we we're probably like three hundred big blinds effective. This hand, um, maybe a little bit. I think I had like one hundred and thirty k to start the hand. Um, so single race pot, we see a flop of. The suits don't really matter. It's it's just rainbow, but it is uh, ten, seven, five, rainbow. Um, I have jack six off, and face a c bet of nine hundred into a pot of uh, twenty eight hundred, so just over third pot, or or sorry, just under third pot. So like roughly thirty percent, give or take. Um, and I apparently have a clear fold. Now, this is a bit of a blind spot to me um, because quite often 
you're going to find yourself in situations where uh, you have a hand that has the capability of, you know, wrapping both straights uh, and facing small bet, like oftentimes those hands are going to continue. Obviously, Jack High doesn't really have enough showdown value in this instance, and we don't really make any nut straights with the hand. So for that reason, it's very problematic to be continuing. And facing third pot, I have a pure fold. It looks like, let's see what the EV is here. I am losing uh, three-tenths of a big blind by calling. So, um, losing 30 big blinds per 100 by pretty big error. Yeah. How much are you losing by raising? Is raising better or worse? Worse. Blind? Worse. Okay. It's losing 0.35 big blinds. But if you have the it's, back door, it's not folding, right? It's got to be with the hand, right? It's probably not per 100. God, you're really losing 30 base per 100 by floating this? Um, I mean, it could be measuring in pot share, I suppose. Um, I mean, the 30 big blind per 100 mistake is very hard. It's hard to make, and you can still make good hands. Yeah. Facing very small bet. Yeah, I mean, to give you the counter, the suited varieties are all making about uh, 0.35 big blinds. So you're making 35 big blinds per 100? That seems like... I think it's just... That's what I'm saying. It doesn't seem to extrapolate in that, in that way, right? Right. I would, I would assume not. Anyways. There's well, no way it's winning 35 big blinds per 100. It's so well, it's getting torched. <laughs> uh, and to give you a comparison's sake, so most of the 6X folds, uh, A6... Offsuit is a pure call um, that's basically breaking even. It's making like 0.15 big blinds. Uh, King six loses the least, losing uh, 0.05 big blinds. Uh, and then queen six loses like 0.15-ish, depending on suits. Some of the suits lose more. Um, so just having a better overcard is, is better than slightly, yeah. being able to have like the jack straight interaction. Yeah. Yeah, slightly. So uh, my specific combo was losing like point. Uh, so I had the jack of spades, which is helpful. I'm only losing like point two six. Uh, so basically, um, when you don't, when you have one of the cards that uh, is not a backdoor, it's better. Mm -hmm. But you know, better of all the worst options. Anyway, I called this hand uh, incorrectly, which led to a pretty big turn error. Turn is the uh, suited eight, I believe. No, sorry, the suited nine. Uh, so I think it puts 10-9 of diamonds out, if I recall. Uh, it was either the 10-9 were the same suit or the 9-7 were the same suit. Uh, in any event, seemed like... He's literally looking at himself right <laughs> now. Chauncey's just looking at this He's screen. Distracting. So funny. funny. <laughs> He's going to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk, let him cook. Let He's him really cook. super <laughs> confused because he sees himself and you yeah. on the screen as well yeah. as right in front of it. Cats are so smart, man. Uh, so the turn is uh, the nine bringing backdoor flush drop. Uh, I check. He bets uh, like half pot. And I think, you know, pretty good bluff candidate here. If we block straights both high and low, we block the eight six, we block the jack eight. This all seems pretty good. Um, what I think I overlook here is that just having an eight is infinitely better. You block the exact same amount of straights, but you have significantly more equity. Uh, so I'm kind of reaching for a bluff here where I don't need to. Um, but I think it was kind of a byproduct of getting the flop wrong. Thinking like, oh, well, if this hand continues, obviously it's the bluff on an eight. Uh, whereas we, we didn't call this hand to just fold when we pick up equity. <laughs> right, of course. Uh, and calling half pot with just a gut shot that's not drawing to the nut seems silly. So I turned it into a bluff. I check raised uh, about pot, which is roughly correct. I think 
uh solver wants to go about 80 percent here um and i got met with a call of course as you would expect oh no pot is the correct sizing um so now we arrive at river and it pairs the nine um and i got this part a little bit wrong too uh, even though I'm bluffing with the wrong candidate, when I'm bluffing here, or value betting even for that matter, uh, and the board texture changes like this, we're capped at a smaller bet size. I thought it was going to be capped at pot, but we ended up being capped at like 70%. So uh, I ended up following through with a pot size bet on the end. He snap calls me with the jack eight for the nut straight. Um, I think we had like pot and a half, maybe less behind. Seems like a pretty trivial shove to me. Uh, but you know, it does mix. So it kind of is what it is, I guess. Uh, there were a lot of situations where he didn't go thin for value in big pots. So I think that, you know, that's probably something to pay attention to, but also something that, uh, is a byproduct of him having this massive side bet. I imagine it means more for him to protect than it does to eke out extra value because he doesn't care how much he beats me by, but only that he beats me. Um, so, you know, basically, uh, I don't know what I should expect when I get jammed on in those spots. I guess like full houses plus. Uh, but there was another big hand that we played prior to this one that was the most pivotal hand in the entire day. So the one I just described ended up being a 75k pot uh, and was the second biggest pot that we played that went to showdown. We had played a pot earlier in the session I jumped out to a pretty quick lead. I was up to like 50K. Played a pot early in the session where um, he three bet I called. It came, um, I don't remember if it was queen high or king high, but it was like, I think it was like king seven four, uh, two tone. He three bet I called. Turn was like a brick. He checked. I bet he called. River was the seven bringing the front door draw through. Uh, so paired board, spades completed. He checked. I bet like eighty percent pot. He ended up folding. Um, I think that pot going into the river was like maybe fifty or sixty thousand, and then the uncalled bet on the end would have made it the second biggest pot had I got called. But uh, in any event, the second biggest pot that we ended up playing was the jack six hand, which was only seventy five k. By comparison, to give you uh, a recap of the first three sessions. The second biggest pot I played on day one was an uncalled river shove where I jammed for 145,000 and it was only a pot size bet. <laughs> uh, that was like the second biggest pot that we had played. The biggest one being where I called the 125k river bet with two pair where he had made a flush. Uh, on day two, we played another massive one um, where he rivered Oh man, I don't remember what the cooler was. Oh, uh, he had trapped me with a full house where I rivered top pair, top kicker. And I bet called, I bet 60K and then called a click. So that pot ended up being like 200K. Uh, and then the third day was the obvious queen jack versus bottom set hand where we ended up putting in 250K on the river. Uh, so much, much, much bigger pots. Uh, today, or yesterday was much, 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 much more conservative, much smaller. Uh, so the biggest pot we played was the 
one where I flop the set of fours. So I three bet fours, he calls. Four comes nine, eight, four, two tone, two hearts and a diamond. Uh, I have black fours. I elect to check. I think we're gonna check at a reasonably high frequency on these connecting uh, two tone boards. He bet something around like 30 or 40%. Uh, and I went for the big check raise. Uh, so I think he bet six into 12. He may bet like, yeah, 50%. I think he bet six into 12. And I think I raised to uh, 20. He then calls. We have like 50-ish thousand in the pot on the turn. And I think we had like 135K effective. So like just shy of three to, three to one SPR, like 2.6 SPR, something like that. Uh, the turn is the deuce of diamonds, which instinctually the second I saw it, it was like, okay, this is a really good brick for my hand, um, but a very big equity card for my opponent. And my instinct was like, well, we should just jam. And I was like, well, jam's a bit excessive. And uh, I don't know that he's really going to have a hand to call with. Like his call offs are just going to be better sets and then nine, eight. Um, I guess he could sometimes have over pairs here that he slow played. Like by slow played, I mean preflop like Jackson Queens. But I don't think he's ever just going to have like, you know, 10, nine suited. And just call oh, no. my just two and a half X. Yeah. 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 So uh, I thought better of that. And then I was just like, okay, well, what sizings make sense here? I was like, I think I have like basically pot and check. Um, and, you know, maybe I do have some jams here, but it's not going to be with sets. It's going to be with hands that need protection, like queens, kings, or aces. Uh, so I was like, okay, 100% pot seems like it would make good sense. But then I was like, I unblock pair plus flush draws. He shouldn't really have a ton of diamonds in hand. And when he does, those hands are probably going to want to barrel. But I was like, he just has so much Jack-10, Queen-10, 6-7, hands like that that are like mandatory bets after getting check-raised and then check-two again. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to check and then have a really, really, really clean check-shove because I think his range is a lot more draw-dense than it is pair-dense. I check and he checks back and I'm like, mm, unfortunate, but... damn. Uh, but he probably just has like, you know, bluff catchers mostly like the majority of hands that check back are either going to be like really high equity draws that don't want to get blown off like hearts, um, that are somewhat connected to the board or, uh, you know, a fair amount of like nine X eight X, maybe even some over pairs that don't want to stack off whatever. Like, okay, no big deal. River then is the five of diamonds. I was like, okay, bro doesn't have a ton of diamonds in range. Six, seven, mostly bets the turn. I imagine. Let's just go. Uh, I probably should have bet smaller, but I went with uh, 40K into 50K, so like 80% pot, and just get snapped by the black 6-7 offsuit, hmm. which is kind of like, all right, there's a lot of things we can learn about this. <laughs> uh, we learned some things here. Uh, how, one, how much do we even want to say about what we think we learned from this? Well, not much outside of that. Clearly, he's just not interested in getting value. No. Like, I think that was the hand where I immediately dawned on me that, oh, man, this guy might not have any interest in maximizing profits. Uh, it seems like he only really cares about winning the overall bet. And uh, if that's the case, then I drastically need to adjust the way that I play. Um, and I think that that got confirmed once he was up like, at one point I think he was up like 190k. And I basically just like won a bunch of abandoned pots for the last two hours. 
because he was just checking out and booking his win. So I ended up losing like 120-ish on the day, playing no big pots, um, which is kind of unlucky, but you know, it kind of is what it is. Uh, the last hand that we can talk about was somewhere in between those two. Um, I hadn't really shown very many hands. I don't know if I showed anything yesterday, man. He just never fucking called. Showed uh, a nine of diamonds. Yeah, this hand mm -hmm. uh, voluntarily. It wasn't because I got called. Um, yeah, I just don't really remember very many hands going to showdown. Like, I imagine my red line was really high. I imagine my blue line was really low. Um, yeah, you're not going to win when that happens that often. No, no, definitely it, not. You want to have like a red line that's winning and then like a break even blue line. That's the or strat. vice versa. Yeah. That's fine too. Just, Either way, just, just win. Just fucking cod racket and just yeah. Yeah. like a yeah. If you just have a blue, blue line, line. It's okay, just... you're asking for a lot. You know, <laughs> you guys ask for too much. Well, hey, Nick's been cod racket. I know. I was say like I his mean, blue line was definitely in the plus yesterday. Well, for yeah, sure. it's like, easy when you when you just like make straights against. I, I feel sets. like every time he's gotten to the river with a draw, he's just drilled the the draw. Well, mm -hmm. we don't know because when Berkey's had it right when yeah, Berkey's had right. sets and two pairs. Every time we have sets, two pairs, etc. Right, but there's a lot of times that I have it. I'm making river bets and then he folds and right. those are probably the times that he misses the draws right, right. of course right it like doesn't hit every single <laughs> no draw. but i think the point more so is that i feel like when we when we're playing inflated pots and we get to the river whether i have it or not it seems like his range is mostly draws he <laughs> only has draws right? and it's like when he misses i just win whether right. i have it or not and when he makes it i just lose more money because whether i have it or not i'm betting call that on the come you ever heard that Betting on the come. Betting on the come. What about calling on the come? Mm. Mm. Calling on the come too. Yeah. You guys have said the word come way too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's after midnight, man. I told you. We Good can observation. Say we want. Good observation. Uh, okay, so this is a single raise pot. I have the nine of diamonds in my hand. I'm not going to reveal my other card since I didn't reveal it in the game. Uh, the flop comes five of spades, three of spades, uh, four of hearts. Check, check. Turn is the 10 of hearts. Uh, so we have 10, 5, 4, 3, 2 hearts. Uh, Airball leads for 75% pot. We call with the 9 of diamonds in our hand. River is the jack of hearts. He leads for 75% pot again. So final board texture. Jack, 10, 5, 4, 3 with backdoor hearts completing and spades missing. Wait, was it jack? It was that, that 5, was, 4, 3, 10, yeah. jack, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes, there we yeah. go. Yeah, okay. five, four, three, jack, ten with uh, running ten jack of hearts for uh, the backdoor heart draw. So he leads 75% pot on the end. I raise full pot. He folds. And I flash him the nine of diamonds for good measure. <laughs> um, probably guess one of my other cards without much effort. Uh, I gotta go back through our chat to see what you had i don't remember what you had i mean you could take a stab i mean i i have an idea but i'm not gonna say it <laughs> yeah that's fine um but yeah i thought that this hand was uh kind of a fun one um mainly because i don't know how much of his range contains well two reasons or two things i guess I, i'm kind of like sidestepping a little bit because i don't know how much i want to say um okay. Well, one, I don't know what he's bet calling is the first thing that I want to uh, kind of get out there, right? So it's like, I haven't really seen him bet call in these lines that much. 
especially not outside of like the first couple of sessions where he was just probably way, way, way too loose with his bet calls. Um, and I do want to be able to retain bluffs, uh, you know, basically throughout all lines. So it seemed like a pretty good spot where I just have a wide variety of hands to kind of go for it. Um, I'm going to be checking back a fair amount of like strong hands. Obviously, I'm not checking back any straights on the flop, but I'm going to be checking back like, you know, some one pair plus type hands uh, and plenty of pairs that have backdoor hearts in them, which I thought was like pretty viable portion of my range. Uh, turn B75 on the jack seems pretty reasonable. I think his line is actually like pretty good. Um, I don't know what he had, obviously. Uh, and as far as like what he should be bluff catching with, I imagine it would be nearly impossible for him to be folding much of his two pair. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when it comes to looking at things as a whole, it's just more about the sizing scheme that yeah. he takes. Yeah, where yeah. it's like, okay, does his line make sense or not? We're not really worried about the two cards he has right. unless you end up seeing them anyways. But on the aggregate, if the bet sizes make sense and they target reasonable portions of range, yeah, probably a well played line. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's probably fine. Uh, I think had he sized larger, like significantly larger here, I would have my antenna would have went up a little bit more and been like, oh, well, this is definitely a mandatory bluff spot. Uh, in game, I remember feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Like, mm, I just have like a good hand to bluff with, I think. Um, but you know, I could probably just as easily let this one go so you're so you're saying you didn't just have jack nine and you were raising for a super thin value no i had 10 nine and i was just like uh just like, man it. this is fucking just like i blocked sets bro i blocked yeah, what, sets. what i should have done is when i checked the chat i should have been like oh my god you had nine deuce offsuit like <laughs> yeah. i should have reacted yeah no i yeah it was just like fuck man this is one of those mergy spots because this is what people think that i actually think about poker this is one of those mergy spots where like i raised 10 nine the triple and, like, range mudge yeah mm. and, like you know better folds like a jack folds yeah but then sometimes he calls with like ace high and the ace of hearts we should have had a whole script, a whole scripted discussion that was going to completely lead him down the wrong path about right. how much of a fish you are yeah <laughs> it doesn't take much honestly uh <laughs> like legitimately anything that has ever existed as far as like uh poker rhetoric goes i think at this point has just been attributed to me if it's bad <laughs> if it's bad or livey or uh, involves a two-syllable word. Yeah, if it's a word that people don't quite know exactly what it means, yeah. people just call it yours. Yeah, I get blamed for the down bet all the time, and I had nothing to do with it. As a matter of fact, I was like the biggest proponent of saying that's the dumbest fucking word ever used. Uh, but didn't we get, didn't it got get pinned it from on me. I think Chin was the one Jin who was used who, it a lot. around me was using it a lot, yeah. but I don't think he was like the originator no, of the word. I don't know if he was the originator, but I think that's kind of where you picked it up from. I didn't even like... It got forced down my throat. <laughs> like, I said it ironically a lot Yeah. to begin with. Mm -hmm. Like, these fucking guys and their down bets. Mm -hmm. well, I, was, I, was a, I was a half potter. You know? Yeah, it was back in the day when you used to think that small bets, small bets were for people who yeah. just didn't want to play big pots. Listen, let's be clear, Hunt. Small bets are for pussies, okay? <laughs> I just happen to be one of those pussies now. Do you know he, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You're big, you're big bet burkey. <laughs> you're, you're, you've gone past 40 now, so you're betting smaller. Uh, mm -hmm. I will say, um, over the last couple of years, I, I have gotten back to my roots a lot more now that uh, we've spent enough time in the lab to realize that Fuck 25%. It's geometric. That's what it's all about now. Yeah. Just go geo yeah. in every yeah. spot. As long as I check some, I can just geo size every fucking street. Let's go. Geo size on ace, deuce, deuce, rainbow. Oh my Let's God, go. man. Studying heads up, the most fun part about it is like looking at like SPRs of 40 
And seeing that the solver will still just like geo size sometimes. It's like 4x pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, so we're going to bet 400% pot on every street. <laughs> like, yes. Like, How else do you get the money? That's true. That is. That's the question, right. Landon. Yeah, the downside is if you only bet 2x pot, then you end up having to like 8x pot the river. That's yeah. where it gets. That's where it gets difficult. Find those eight X pots. No, 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 no. You just get three fifty on Turning River. You're fine. Okay, fair enough. You, there, there, as long as there is more than one street left to play, there's a way to break the bet sizing down into equal parts. I play tournaments. Mm -hmm. There's never more than one street left to play. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you are always being threatened to fall in. This, this, this one's gotten off the hand, off the rails. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure I'm getting clipped out. I, I imagine that Twitter is a buzz right now. Mm -hmm. I imagine that. Uh, Airball has heard me call him a little bitch. Um, Blank Chick Ben has heard me call him Airball's little henchman. Actually, I might have just done that for the first time just now. I don't even think this is the first time you've called Airball a bitch, though, is it? Like, no, it can't be. No. I called him a bitch under my breath whenever we were nose to nose. <laughs> sit down, bitch. <laughs> and he You're just down. whispering under your breath the whole time when he's yeah. sitting there, just like he can't even. Honestly, I might. I, I might just like... It's, it's harder than I thought to be completely silent the whole time. I'm glad to see the consistency from both sides. You know, you call him a bitch. He calls you a bitch. There's a lot of animosity everywhere. The spaces last night that he had was pretty unhinged, but, you know. I didn't make it. I feel It's kind of some good content. It, it would honestly be pretty hilarious if he's, like, sitting there facing a river bet. Like, he's, like, doing another seven-minute tank, and you're like, you're a little bitch. I'm going to start because he does these fake tanks in so many pots. So many river decisions yeah, where I know he's folding. Surely it's just it's his way of playing fewer hands. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Everything about this entire match is Airball just gaming it so right. that he can play as few hands as possible, have the variance be as high as possible until he needs to lock it down, mm -hmm. and then just try to win all the right. side. None, none of his behavior so far is consistent with somebody who actually genuinely believes himself to have an edge over you and wants to play as many hands as possible right. in order to realize that edge. Yeah. yeah. None of that is consistent. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, all Fugazi. Whereas you the whole time have been like, I want to play as much as I can. I want to play more hands, longer sessions, because I have an edge. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Bro, I'm out <laughs> in these streets. I'm, I'm floating flop with Jack Six High, man. Clipped. <laughs> Clip I don't that. know what I'm doing. Clip that. Uh, yeah, I'm out here fucking wailing it around. You know, single raise pot, jack six off, hit the muck, baby. Hit the muck. What are you doing? Lesson learned. All right. Sometimes they're expensive. Yeah, that one was a pricey one. Won't be the last time. Well, it wouldn't, no. have, been, it wouldn't have been pricey if he just didn't have a straight, you know? If it wouldn't just... even have been known if he had just shoved the fucking river. Yeah. I would have folded. Yeah, that's true. And then I would have texted you guys. I'd be like, Jack six a little bit loose. You'd be like, nah, it's a little loose, my guy. <laughs> yeah. Keep it under wraps. You know, he I wanted to see like, your cards. He just called just to get the information. He might have. Info call. Yeah, it might have been an info call. I get that info. He was, <laughs> as soon as I tabled my hands, like, <laughs> you're out here punting? It's like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> I thought that's what we had agreed to, man. <laughs> Did you not read the script? Your name uh, is Airball. Yep. Yeah, Airball doesn't have much air these days. What are we doing? You you only three bet three times a session. Yeah, what we, are we, we doing? We need a new nickname for him. He needs to be ball. Nick Nutball. He's flat fucking tired. Flat, flat tire. <laughs> Get me out of here. We have one uh, day of the Academy left. We're going to roll into tomorrow. Uh, for anybody who uh, has the free roll access pass, you can go ahead and watch yesterday's Academy footage for free. Uh, if you haven't already, head over to solveforwide.io. Be sure to check out the new episode of Poker Out Loud Season 9. That's up and available now. Use sign up code SICKDAY 
if you want to get six free weeks of sulfur y tv that code's going to be available until this airball match ends lord only knows when that's going to be <laughs> i'm heading home yeah thank you as always hunt for joining us we appreciate you, you. thank you for all the hard work you've been putting in here at the academy uh the students all appreciate you as well and thank you guys all for tuning in to our antics I don't know what the fuck this show's turned into, man, but I know when those lights go out, we get here after dark. Man, I will say it's the spicy. show that nobody watches has gotten pretty big. It's a, it's mm. a little unhinged here, baby. It's a little yeah. unhinged. Uh, thank you guys all so much for tuning in. Thank you, Nick Shulman, for uh, getting my butt in the seat for High Stakes Poker. We'll see you guys all there the 27th. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time as tonight, 8 p.m. That'll be the last time we're after the dark, so uh, we'll be back on the rails come Wednesday. We'll see you guys then. Master of Peace. Controversy.